Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey everyone, my name is Turk182. I'm a Comey. Ah, what's going on, Akomi? Oh, you know, just uh, just trying to live and thrive and survive in this crazy old mixed up world. You're just a squirrel trying to get a nut. <laughs> I've been been driving a lot for work, so I've been uh, listening to a bit more music. Mm, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. What you been uh, listening to? Uh, what have I been listening to? <laughs> I just kind of, like, go on autopilot. Uh, I, I listen to a lot of The Offspring. And, of course, the gorillas are always a real big go-to for me. The Offspring? Really? Yeah. I, I mean... I really like Offspring. I mean, I've got a... I like I like some of their songs and stuff. Um, uh, but I'm not, I'm like, a big Offspring fan. I don't know. You're going to go far, kid. The kids aren't all right. They got some good stuff. Kids aren't all right is a good song. Um... Uh, you know, uh, pretty fly for a white guy is, and, you know, obviously it's, it's one that right everyone one. knows. Um, and of course, what's their other one? Um, uh, come out and play. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the lead singer, um, he's like super educated too. That's what I hear. Yeah, I think I think that's part of the appeal of them for me. But yeah, I mean, they're not a bad band. Um. I would say, like, it, among those types of bands, uh, well, I shouldn't say the Pies because I'm going to compare them with, like, another band or whatever, but they kind of, like, I don't want to say peak, but, like, um, became well-known, um, you know, at the time. Uh, for some reason, I don't even know why I'm, like, putting the two of them together, I guess, just because they kind of, like, came out around the same time period. But, um, uh <sighs> Now I'm like I'm forgetting the other band I was going to talk about because uh, I, I I really <laughs> don't like them. Um, uh, shit, I can't even think of the name of the band. So fuck it, screw them. That's how that's how good they. Are. Now, they they only have they only have really one song that I like. Are you thinking of Rage Against the Machine? Yes, Rage Against the Machine. No, God I'm not thinking about Rage Against the Machine. No, no. <laughs> um, but uh, no, this is the um, shit now. Uh, I gotta look the damn band up because you're making you're making me beat up grass. I was uh, just making conversation till we like reached the segue into our topic. I know I was trying to get there too, but then I like, I, I <laughs> forgot what I was talking about, and then you you know you know are you gonna are you gonna blame me stupid. bringing up Rage Against the Machine? No. Okay. I like Rage. I don't know if I know a ton of their stuff. But How could you not, dude? Because I'm busy listening to Offspring. Uh, that's your problem. <laughs> Everclear. That's the name of the band. Everclear. Oh. Um, so I thought I that was an alcoholic beverage. No, there's that too. I mean, well, if you're going to listen to Everclear, then you actually need the alcoholic beverage. I mean, they have Santa Monica is the only song I like. They have another song called One Hit Wonder, um, which was like, I had a really cool video. Um, and I say really cool video. I just remember, I think the video had like a chick with a huge rack. But, um, it's really all you need, but which is not on the greatest hits album, which is kind of weird. But then they have like other shitty songs, like I will buy you a new life and like my daddy didn't love me or whatever the fuck that song is called. <laughs> and I'm like, like, dude, like, you know what? Therapy and like a shrink that will listen to your shit because they're paid to like, that's where you need to go. I shouldn't have to, I shouldn't be the one paying for your therapy, like by buying new albums and listen to you whine or think about how your life sucked, you know? Like, um, but Santa Monica, I, I do love that song. But like compared to the two of them, like 
Offspring again, two different bands, you know, but where I guess they, I, I discovered them at the same time, so much better than like the fucking like, you know, bullshit is, you know, of Everclear. Um, <laughs> but I mean, and, and of course they're, um, uh, I think, um, the Offspring is still like putting out new music and still performing and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I know they were touring like last year, I think. I don't think they'll ever, and I'm sure they're fine with that, but I don't think you're ever going to get to like the, the kind of status of some of the other long running bands. Like, I mean, it'll be hard for anybody to hit like a Rolling Stones type thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, no, like, they'll, they'll never even be like a Foo Fighters as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But, like they've, they've hit this really comfortable niche. They've got a really specific sound of like a really, really localized type of grunge rock and they're comfortable with that yeah. and they're really really good at that and so that's like you know it's like we we don't need more than than what we've got and it's that's pretty cool so kind of slightly off topic but not really um so let's take a band like offspring right you're saying that you really like them they do really well they're still making music they're still like on tour and doing all that kind of stuff but you're saying that they're never going to hit like a certain like mark to where like they're they're going to get to a certain popularity to because like you know and I don't want to say their music's not good but it doesn't appeal to a wide enough audience or they don't have those those songs that you know that make it to like I'm not even gonna say like necessarily top four but they don't make it to like the the mainstream where like you know it's they're not they're not earworms okay right 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 but yet they're still doing they're still putting out music just still doing what they do they they may be like I don't know they may be you know, seven or eight albums deep right now, right? I wonder what it's like to do that kind of stuff and then have to like kind of not not a comparison, but when you're looking at at your success compared to another band like say Guns N' Roses, mm-hmm. who had like four good albums, right? So you can say <laughs> like I mean, I'm just gonna you you have um. Uh, like their, their, their first album, Appetite for Destruction. Uh-huh. Then you got GNR Lies, The Spaghetti Incident, which I don't think people really count Spaghetti Incident, right? Um, and then I guess you can even say like you don't really count GNR Lies. Um, and then they've got, um, and then they've got Usual Illusion 1, Usual Illusion 2. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. And nobody counts Chinese democracy. Like nobody <laughs> counts Chinese democracy. All right. Um, so, um, uh, and then that's it. Like, like that, that's it. But they will always be like the band, right? Like, this is the, this is the band, like, like, you know, like greatest rock, rock art, you know, like rock groups, whatever. Like, bang, here we are. Like, Guns N' Roses is like right up there, you know, like at the top, like in top 20. Right, right. With four albums. And that's it. Like four good albums. And that's it. But here you guys are. You guys are still cranking, you know, like out music. You're still doing all the stuff. But yet you would never hit that mark. Yeah. Even though, even though you're still, you're still out there banging away. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like there's just something about mainstream appeal. And it's kind of the same thing we run into with our comics where it's like, like no matter how dedicated of a fan base we get, we're not going to ever reach that certain level. Right. Like, we'll, we'll never be a Stan Sakai. Right. Like, no no matter what. And even though, like, 
we we work in kind of similar genres. There's just something about like that that mass appeal that comes through. Yeah, it, it, by the same comparison, like like Stan Sakai, you know, like here he is. He he does what he does. He does it well, and he's known in in certain circles. Mm-hmm. And and people that we know, like oh, I've heard of that book. You know, I've never read it. I've heard of it. Like, even though as popular as he is and as great as he is, you know, and like the work he's done, he will never be, you know, like, like you, he won't, he would never be, even as I say, like, um, and it's probably gonna be like a really bad comparison, but let's take a, like a book, like, um, let's take like, like Sin City. Okay. Okay. Let's take, let's compare his to Sin City where like, he's still putting out, like Sakai is still putting out work, right? Yeah. 10 or 11 books of a year. Sin City is, is 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 over with. It it had it's like like six or seven or eight book run of like limit series, but I think Sin City will always be more well known than that, and will always be like, oh hey, when we're talking about like independent books or whatever, like bang, we're gonna put this right up here. We're gonna mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm. it's just like uh, and I don't want to use like a mainstream like like you know, watch me anything like that. But we're gonna take like um. Uh, v for Vendetta, or right, you know right, those kind right. of things. The movie, and they will always be like in this top set here, even though these people aren't even working anymore. And here it is: you're just as good. You do good work. It's well known. It's celebrated. But it'll never break that that mark there to be up there with these others who are like hidden, hidden, gone. Like yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It, it is. It is really weird to think about because like. I don't know, like, you look at something like, like, Bone, and Bone, I don't think, has ever slowed down for, for even a minute since it debuted. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's just, it's basically like watching a star, like, form. It's just like, wow, this thing just keeps expanding and expanding and expanding, and it's, it's crazy. But then, like, at the same token, I look at something like Gru the Wanderer, and for me, that's every bit as appealing as, as Bone. Yeah, Gru's good. And, like, yeah, like, Gru is hilarious, it's quotable. If you see somebody who is a Gru fan, there's, like, maybe a dozen or so jokes that you can tell that is going to elicit a laugh. And, like, I, I think Gru's got a lot of staying power, but it's never going to reach that same level as Bone. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody is, like, like Netflix is never going to approach Sergio Aragon as, and be like, oh, we want to do a Gru show. And it's like, I think a Gru show would be hilarious. But, okay, like, but like yeah, it's it's never going to, like, reach that level of bone. And they're both incredible books. But, like, it's just, there's, there's something about mainstream appeal I don't get. Hmm. If I got it, then, you know, I'd be famous and I'd be, like, drawing comics instead of working on fucking printers for a living. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well... You should write. You should write a comic book about a guy who makes comics like in the evenings and works on printers during the day. But because the because the 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 printer job takes up so much of his time, like he takes liberties with it. So like he uses the printers like when he's like, I got to make a test runs. We just print off copies of his comic book. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, like no shit. I used to do that when I worked for Xerox. I I think I can, I think I can say that now that I'm like three or four jobs removed from them. (laughs) I probably won't get in trouble, but yeah, I used to print my mini comics on the, on the big printer in my office. Nice. Yeah. Like Mr. Creepy, Chandler and Ollie, Punk Monkey, all that (laughs) shit that was printed on that Xerox. (laughs) (laughs) 
But let's go back to Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Okay, like, going back to Roses. mainstream appeal, I kind of derailed that. You made a really noble effort to make a good segue, and I fucked it up. Uh, no, no, no problem. So, uh, yeah, Guns N' Roses, you know, uh, kind of like we were talking about... Um, oh, I guess we were talking about it earlier, but anyway... I, <laughs> Guns N' Roses is one of those bands like the like the Rolling Stones that I would have loved to have seen in concert. Um, but unlike the Rolling Stones, I think I would kind of be a little afraid to go to a Guns N' Roses concert. Like I would, you know, <laughs> like, like like I really want to go there, but at the same time, like 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 I'm not quite sure. Like I like I'm like I'd be afraid to go to like a Guar concert, right? <laughs> and a, but and a Guns N' Roses, but for two different reasons, right? right. <laughs> mind going to a metal concert i don't i wouldn't want to get down in the mosh pit but i wouldn't mind going to a metal concert yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna like have a fucking like metal concert and it's just gonna be nothing but mosh pit like that's it the whole thing is just, <laughs> just all mosh pit <laughs> like, oh all the seats are mosh pits <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like like if, if you if you can't stay in the mosh pit like yeah like you know if you like we've got an area like a waiting area out here if you just need to like some breathing space it's outside the concert like that's it like <laughs> just you, outside you, right, right you either endure <laughs> if you can't endure that's understandable right just but, a big sign that says like pussy hangout <laughs> I mean we're not I mean we're not trying to put you down like if you if you can't hang or if you feel like you know like like oh my goodness I like I can't breathe or whatever yeah like go we're, we're, we're not gonna try to put you down or anything if you have to go to the pussy hangout right <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to pussy out at the pussy hangout, that that's totally your prerogative. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd, no one should feel bad about that. <laughs> like, I, I'd always seen mosh pits as they're presented in like TV shows and movies, where it's just a bunch of people like jumping and like doing the chest bump thing and, and stuff like into that. Each other and then one yeah. person pushing the other one. And- yeah, like maybe the worst you saw would be like a person pushing another one. And so, like, I never knew the full spectrum of it. But then I was watching a music video of. Uh, of an Asking Alexandria song, and I can't even remember what it was. I think it was, like, Fuck the Queen or something like that. And I only say that because they're, like, a, a UK band. Right. But it was, it was yeah. like, so, so it's not us. We're not trying to start shit with, like, the, with England, right? No, no, seriously. <laughs> fuck the Queen. Yeah, this, but, like, that's, 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 that's them. That's, that's, that's your band. Your but I agree with them. <laughs> but, no, it's, like, it was showing, like, footage from their concerts and showing a mosh pit. And it was just, like, these two dudes dancing next to each other, and the one just, like, rolls around and just hauls off and just punches the other one straight in the face. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck was that for? <laughs> We're moshing, right? Is that it's how you do like, it? Yeah, this is a mosh pit. Yeah, come on, bro. You and me. It's like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> it was the funniest shit. It's like, man, if I were just trying to, like, enjoy music and somebody just hauled off and punched me in the mouth, I'd be so goddamn mad. <laughs> you see, he pulls out a bag and puts it over the guy's head. <laughs> he starts hauling him away and, like, tying his hands by like, <laughs> It's like, like, what are you doing? It's a mosh pit, right? Like, it's like a plastic bag. You just, like, zip ties it shut around his throat. <laughs> yeah, shh, shh, shh. Hey, it's a mosh pit. Yeah, but what you're doing is it's, it's murder. Oh, I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> oh, man. I do like asking Alexandria. They're, they're good. Uh, but, yeah, so... Speaking of guns and roses, let's go to our topic. <laughs> yes, please. I'm, I'm doing so bad tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck my problem is. <laughs> so. You, you got a fine brain of coma. <laughs> I can't think all that good. I'm not the strongest <laughs> podcaster. Uh, guns and roses. Uh, 
Since since you're afraid of going to one of their concerts, Turk, are you afraid of uh, receiving bodily injury in some way? No, I mean, well, okay, so I don't think we have to worry about the... I don't think we have to worry about uh, Axl Rose, like, jumping into the audience and beating the shit out of me because I won't put down my camera or anything like that, you know? <laughs> God, um, I, I wish that would happen to me. <laughs> uh, all you have to do is just be in, be up front and be, like, yeah, recording stuff, and when Axl stops the concert, be like, you know, like, take his camera away, and then the security doesn't do it, and he just jumps out there and, like, takes... <laughs> Just jumps into the audience and it's like grabs it and starts beating the shell of the guy. Um, like, there you go. But no, it's like if they decide to like pull another one of those, which I think they've all matured enough to have to worry about this, but doing the other things we're like, you know, fuck you, we're leaving, good night. And then like people just tear the, the, the auditorium up because of that, you know, like that's what, that's what I'm afraid of. Like, you know, like trying to get out, like, oh shit, this went south real quick and like I got to get out of here. There is that, yeah. So, uh, well, what I just learned about Guns N' Roses concert is that at the end of his concerts, Axl Rose always tosses his microphone into the crowd and lets people take stuff home. Well, and I mean, that's expensive. That's, that's pretty expensive, but, I mean, it, it's Guns N' Roses. They can afford it. But uh, I've seen other bands where they'll, like, the drummer will toss his drumsticks into the crowd. Right. And I I don't think we saw Foo Fighters do that, did we? Uh, no, I think they just, he tossed some, uh, some guitar picks into the crowd. That's right, yeah. That he did the guitar picks. It was, uh, it was Journey that tossed the, the guitar, the, yeah. the drumsticks, the drumsticks. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously I wouldn't do this because if, if I'm there at a, watching a band, it's going to be a band that I like, so I wouldn't be a dick, but I'd be like, <laughs> hey, like, good night everyone. He got tossed his guitar, his, uh, his drumsticks and it's like. Finally, you're quitting because you fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> like he finally got the hint. <laughs> so, <laughs> so since I've watched it recently, do you remember the episode of IT Crowd where Douglas goes to the desert shaman to get a love potion for Jin? God, it's been a while. I don't think so. Oh, it's it's funny, funny. It's like the second episode that Douglas is in. So it's like it's him riding on a camel and he's going across the desert and he gets into this tent. And he's like, I seek the magic man. And it's like this blind guy, his eyes are all fucked up. He's like, I am he who you seek. And he's like, I want your help casting a spell on a woman who has captured my heart. I think of her every moment of every day. Her name is Jan or something to that effect. <laughs> and so, like, he's, he's working with the magic man. And he's like, how do I know you're truly magical? And he's like, take a card and so he like takes a card and he like shuffles it and pulls the card out he's like is this your card it's a totally different card (laughs) and douglas is like no but it's damn close (laughs) 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 so like the guy just sells him a tincture of uh of rohypnol (laughs) and douglas is like i thank you for your service magic man and he just like tosses a bag of golden coins and it just whacks the dude right in the face he's like oh you bloody wanker, I'm blind! That was stupid! Like, you just gold coins, that was a heavy mate! That was a stupid thing to do, you wanker! It's like, it's so fucking stupid. But having read this news article, that's what I thought about when I heard about the mic, the mic toss. Oh, uh, right, so please, continue on with the mic toss. Alright, so, uh, this, this is a tradition that the band has been doing for, like, 40 years now. But, uh... Oh, more than 30, this, this article says. 
But uh, there was this Australian chick at one of their shows in November. And uh, she was standing close to the stage, and Axl Rose did his thing. He tossed the mic into the crowd, and uh, it whacked her right in the face. <laughs> Word. Which, I wish I had been there just so I could have heard <laughs> the, the, the feedback. <laughs> like, all right, thank you, good night. <laughs> <laughs> Every night, I toss the microphone into the audience. I call it tribute to the fans, but she's going to be calling it lunch. <laughs> so, I mean, looking at this picture, unless she's just ugly, it looks like the mic really fucked her up. Okay, so first off, like, okay, yeah, it must have hit her, like, in the in the bridge, in the nose, and, like, okay. Well, she says it hit her in the temple. In the temple? Yeah. But, I mean, well, I guess, like, would have been, like, that side of her yeah, face. But it wouldn't have fucked up the other eye. Nah. Yeah, you know, I think which, maybe somebody punched her trying to get the microphone. Which but is why I think she might have just been ugly. But oh, oh, here's the thing though. Uh, like she does not look like the kind of person that would be at a Guns N' Roses concert or at the front row. Like she'd be like, okay, I'm gonna take you, like my my little 13 year old son, to the Guns N' Roses. Like, I don't even know why you want to go, and <laughs> but, but we're not getting close. I'm gonna be back here, like in the back. You know, what I mean, she does not look like a front row kind of person. No, she looks like the kind of person who went there just to write an angry Yelp review about the venue. Yeah, like. This is why Australia should not let Guns N' Roses perform at the amphitheater. Oh, good God. Listen to this drama queen bitch. She told the Adelaide advertiser that she thought her face had caved in from the blow. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. And your face would just get, like, all of a sudden, like, oh, like you became, like, fucking arse face from, like, Preacher, right? Like, uh, like <laughs> okay. Yeah, wow. Oh, here it is. Hey, she claimed sympathy. that... She claimed that if the microphone had hit her in the temple, it could have killed me. So I guess it did just hit her, like, straight on in the face. If it hit her in the temple, it could have killed her. Like, oh, okay. Like, at this point, I'm, I'm kind of wishing that, you know, it had hit her in the temple. Because then I would have to hear bullshit, like, you know, like, you know, um, like, her, her, her bullshit. Just, just, I'm, <laughs> just her bullshit. Uh, Turk, have you ever played any of the Hitman games? I have not. So, one of the funnier things from those games, particularly Hitman 2, is that you can, like, pick up a can of soda or a can of soup or something, and just huck it right into somebody's head and knock them unconscious. Wow. And so, I'm kind of picturing Axl Rose doing that animation cycle as he just, like, <laughs> beams this woman right in the face with the microphone. I see, like, the microphone, like, spiraling like a football. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> Hope you enjoyed your fucking concert. <laughs> it's going up the aisles like the the, the B C D boom! Oh, <laughs> oh mic feedback. It's one of my favorite sound effects. Uh, okay, that's what I'm gonna name a character in my next book. Mike feedback. Mike feedback. Private eye. <laughs> he can't. He can't interrogate anybody or ask him questions because he just goes like. Whoom, whoom, whoom. <laughs> he, he can't hear anything. He's got, he got like tinnitus. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Axel actually posted a statement on Twitter, and my God, this man cannot write to save his life. Did, Stick with singing axe. Did he say, like, fuck you? Like, God, I wish he had. 
And see, that's what I miss the old Axl Rose. If it had been Ozzy, that's exactly what he would still do. But we wouldn't have understood him. And like, <laughs> fuck you, this job. And I'm like, what? Like, like, I think he just apologized. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favorite stories from Ozzy's uh, his uh, autobiography. Is that he was so strung out on drugs, and this was before he started, like, cleaning up and, like, going to therapy and all that. He was so strung out on drugs that, like, one of his, it was either one of his band members or one of his childhood friends, his mother died. So Ozzy went to the funeral, and he was like, you know, what what happened in my mind was I went up to him, I shook his hand, I said, I am so sorry about what happened to your mom. If there's anything I can do for you, let me know. And, like, when they got back out to the car, his wife was all pissed off at him. She's like, I cannot believe you said that. And he's like, what? She's like, I cannot believe you said that to him. It was his mother's funeral. I can't believe that. He's like, what? What are you talking about? And she's like, you said, hey, I'm glad that dumb bitch is dead. Ha, 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 ha. Fuck you. And you walked out. <laughs> he was like, that was the moment I knew I needed help. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so just just because we're talking about this, so I was telling somebody the story about the my pillow guy, right? Yeah. And how like the the intervention that was held for him by his drug dealer, because <laughs> he was doing apparently he was doing like a lot of crack, and like <laughs> the drug dealer was like he was like, hey dude, like you're doing too much crack. He's like, who the fuck are you to tell me you're doing too much crack? You're just a drug dealer. But like, yeah, I mean that's. They're like, who else is going to tell you doing too much crack? So, that so, makes him more qualified than most. <laughs> so the dealer apparently put the word out to other dealers, but like, yeah, don't deal to this guy like right now. Like, like, like I'm cutting him off. You guys need to like, when he comes to you, like, don't deal to him because he's like, he's doing too much crack. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, oh, wow. That's I, like, wow. That's all I think I say is like, wow. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, like. When it's your pay pig and and you're just willing to walk away from that kind of money because it's like this guy's gonna kill himself, right? <laughs> like that should tell you something. Oh uh, yeah, it really it really should. But I'm just like, wow, that's that to me. Is, and the, and it, it's it's not like I'm not gonna deal to you, right? And like I'm not gonna say anything else because you need to get cleaned up. At least just get cleaned up enough that we can get you back to like a baseline. But he was like, no, I'm going to put the word out to all my other crack friends. Right. You know, and be like, <laughs> don't deal with this guy. You know, like, like, Oh wow. Okay. Like that's, um, that's something. You that's, know? that's wild. So, uh, so here's Axel's uh, written statement. Uh, it's come to my attention that a fan may have been hurt at the letter R. Oh, that he, that's the way he always does. R is R. So, uh, at our show in Adelaide, Australia, possibly being hit by the microphone at the end of the show when I traditionally toss the mic to the fans. If true, obviously we don't want anyone getting hurt or to somehow in any way hurt anyone at any of our shows anywhere. Having tossed the mic at the end of our show for over 30 years, we always felt it was a known part of the very end of our performance that fans wanted and were aware of to have an opportunity to catch the mic. Regardless, in the interest of public safety, from now on, we'll refrain from tossing the mic or anything to the fans during or at our performances. Unfortunately, there are those that, for their own reasons, chose to frame their reporting regarding the subject in a more negative and irresponsible out-of-nowhere light, which couldn't be, letter B, farther from reality. We hope the public and, of course, our fans get that sometimes happens. A big thanks to everyone for understanding. 
So first off, I, I know there's, there's like a there's a a letter count when you're doing like a tweet or something like that, right? And you don't want to have to like do a second tweet just so you can just put the end, right? I mean, like, like oh. <laughs> but can you imagine you have to go back to your tweet and like find like which words you want to cut back to like R and U and B? Like, oh, this is just stupid. <laughs> like, like, this is just ridiculous. Um, but I, I love the way he framed that. He's like, so basically he's like, oh yeah, hey, I'm sorry. Like, like if you're a true fan of the band, right? And you go to like a concert, then you know that this is something that we do and people, you know, look forward to it because like, oh, hey, it's like, I mean, it would be like if I, if a bride tossed a bouquet at the end of the wedding and for some reason, like it, when it tumbled, like the, the pointed end of the bouquet of the flower is like, like hit a girl like right in the eye. Like, ah, are you trying to kill me? No, I'm never getting married. Even when I caught the bouquet because I only have one eye, you know, like, like then you would be like, okay, well, so in the future, no one throw bouquets anymore. You know, like I like it. He's like, Hey, this is something that we do. He goes, but Hey, just because this one stupid bitch couldn't, couldn't catch. Right. Yeah. We're not going to do it anymore. Like we're not, we, we're not going to throw anything into the crowd anymore at all. Right. So like, yeah. Thank it's, you. It's honestly not a bad move because it's basically like the teacher like punishing the entire class because fucking William won't stop talking. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, now nobody's mad at Guns N' Roses. They're mad at this fucking Karen. Right. Because she tried to catch the mic with her face. <laughs> she's uh, she's Australian, so it's, it's pronounced Kyron. <laughs> well, you're a bloody Kyron, aren't you? <laughs> oh, that was Scottish. Good God. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do Australian, you just speak like everybody else and just put oh, good day at the end of it. Just, like, you're, you're, you're bloody Kyron, aren't you, good day? Um, <laughs> good day. Yeah, that's it. Well, we, we know that the Aussies would just, like, drop the C word. Oh, yeah, that is like, true. Uh, they, they will. So, so. <laughs> they probably wouldn't bother even, like, giving her this special name, like, a Karen. They would just call her just the C word. But, like, yeah. Yeah. You, you damn C word. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, that's, um, that is very, very special. Yeah. Uh, I mean, man, I mean, she, she looks like she got fucked up there, but man, like, and, and what we talked about off mic was, you know, that's a story. It is a story. That's a story. Like you should have that, like, you should have that picture of your ugly ass bruises and the microphone up on the mantel place and be like, I got fucked up at the Guns N' Roses concert. Yeah, I mean, because even even if, they, if if she's went to them and said like, "Oh, hey, yeah, I was at your concert. You threw a microphone into the audience and you know hit me in the face and kind of messed up my face there." Um, you know, I'd appreciate it if you would you know pay for my medical bills or whatever. And I'm like, I still think it's really technically a responsibility. Like, okay, we threw this in the audience. Yes, I realize that. It's not like we were throwing like bricks into the audience, right? I threw the microphone in, you know, out there. Uh, and, you know, it hit you in the face. Sorry about that. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure he, he just kind of like underhanded it. He didn't like, like, like throw it, you know, like, like a long bomb or anything like that, you know, and it hit her in the face. Like, hey, damn, that sucks. I'm so sorry about that. But like, But the Get shit over. happens. I mean, yeah, the shit like, happens. I mean, like, that, that's all I mean. I, like, you, if that's the case, like, anytime I did anything, you know, then everyone would come back, like, pay my bills, pay my bills. Like, 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 yo, well, slow your ass down, Beyonce. Like, uh, like, I'm sorry about that, but yeah, I'm not going to do it. You know, I appreciate you asking. You know, that was very noble of you, but yeah, I'm not doing that. 
But to make this whole thing, I'm like, and then they threw this and everything, and then I, I got hit in the face. Killed. I mean, like, yeah, you. I mean, like, shit. You could have been killed by a lot of things at the concert. I'm sure there's a guy in the back that was tired of your bitching and was gonna like getting close to stabbing you. I mean, hell, it is Australia after all. You could have. You could have been killed on the drive over because Lord knows you drive like a bitch. Yeah. Hell yeah. I just like. There is no way my reaction would immediately be, I could have been killed, you should never do this again. My reaction would probably be to laugh, because it's like, holy shit, that thing hit me right in the face. That's kind of funny. You, you know what I would do? In response to that, the next concert, I would I would do a special concert back in Australia. And you know how they release balloons from the ceiling? Yeah. I just drop fucking microphones from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like, it'd be like Oprah. I'd be like, look up everybody. He's like, look up. He's like, right above you seats, a microphone for you, a microphone for you. Everybody gets a microphone. And you pull a rope and they just fall down like fucking carry. Like, it's <laughs> like raining mics everywhere. That's what you do is you get some like little Walmart door greeters, like senior citizens and veterans, and just have them hand microphones to all the customers as they're coming into the concert. Yeah. It's like, all right, and at the end of the concert, we're all going to just peg this woman. Just throw him up in the air like it's graduation. Yeah, like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, so uh, we're, we're now at the, the halfway point for the show. We're going to take a brief intermission so the band can rest, but uh, microphone fight! <laughs> microphone fight! <laughs> Make sure you turn those microphones on so we can hear you guys screaming. How? <laughs> <laughs> <Ow>! uh, <laughs> I don't think my batteries are working. <laughs> Here's an episode of The Critic where the uh, Jay's um, sister, uh, she this uh, rock star moves in next door to her parents, and sister like kind of falls for him. They start dating. And, um, and they're at the, at the concert and they're like, he's like, Hey, you guys ready to rock? They get ready to play. And so we go, hold on. And it's like, Greg needs to tie a shoe. <laughs> and you're like waiting. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I mean, I, I mean, I, I can understand her things like, Hey, I get hit in the face. You know, like I'm all messed up. Now I got to pay these doctor bills or whatever. But like you said, at the same time, though, like, you've got a story. You've got a story no one else had. And plus, you got the microphone, too, to back it up. Like, like it's like, look, you can still see, like, like little bits of my skin, like, embedded in, like, the, you know, the, the, the grid of the microphone. <laughs> it's like, so, I told you once before, and I think I've said it even on the on this podcast, is I've never seen Guns N' Roses in concert. I actually would love to have seen a Guns N' Roses concert. Mm-hmm. But... If I were going to see one, obviously I wouldn't want to see them now because I just don't think that the show would be as good as it was when they were like when they were still just like damn hungry, right? Right, right. Well, plus they're not throwing the mic anymore, so right? Yes. The, why yeah. even bother? I should have seen them like two weeks ago. <laughs> um, but uh, but I wouldn't just want to go to like a Guns N' Roses concert. Like, oh hey, Guns N' Roses performed a concert last night, and it was like and everything went well. Like, no, <laughs> I want to go to the one where Axel got pissed. And jumped into the audience and started like beating the shit out of people, or where they played two songs and Axel got pissed, and then like they fuck you, we're going home. Yeah, that's the one because that's the one that has a story behind it. Not like I saw them, they put on a great show. The end. Yeah, like, yeah. Like that, well, that's 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 what like ninety percent of the people say. Right. You know, like right. no. And that's the thing. It's like there's plenty of bands that you can count on for that kind of thing, but like. You get certain people and certain bands where it's like, no, I, I want to have a story out of this. Like, I'm like, coming for the story more than anything. 
Like, like you and I have a great story, right? I guess more me than you because you didn't really see it. But we went and saw Phil Collins. He put on a great show. He went to sit down and he fell out of the chair, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like that was like, like that's a story to tell. Yeah, you know? that's totally a story to tell. You know, so I mean, and because they were doing the transitionary thing, there was like the lights were out. But I mean, if you were watching him when they went to do that, yeah, he clearly fell on the floor. Right, right. right. I mean, okay. So, like, but yeah, it's a story to tell. Like, as yeah, opposed, yeah. To, like, it was a great show. The end, like. Did they play the song? Yeah, they did. It was an encore. Like, that's it. That that's it. Yeah, exactly. Like like that. That's what we got out of like the uh, the Journey Def Leppard concert. Mm-hmm. It's like both bands knocked it out of the park. It was fucking incredible. But that's it. They yeah. they went through their sets. We went home. I, the first time I saw the Flaming Lips in concert, um, we were at the amphitheater and. Um, there was a bunch of people, like, we didn't go up to the, because we got there early. We didn't go all the way up to the front of the stage, right? We kind of hung back some, because we didn't want to be up there. We didn't get want to get crushed. Right, right. Um, and, uh, and I think this was after we went and saw Arcade Fire, and it was during the summer, and I was there with Stax, and, uh, another person, and, uh, was it just Chick, uh, Jillian? And she drove, and, uh, I think it was the Arcade Fire concert. And she drove, and her car did not have air conditioning. It was like July or August. Oof. And even though we were under the covered area of the of the amphitheater, it's actually hotter under there because the airflow doesn't circulate. Right, right. So I had moved back at one point because I was getting hot. And both Stax and the other guy, like, they were like, they got to the point of like, oh, man, it's really stuffing in here. And he started getting a little, a little sick. Um, and on the way back, Windows down, doing 60, hot ass air blowing in, you know. Like at this point, it's like 72 degrees or 68 degree air blowing, which right, is still right. hot after you've still been under that amphitheater. Bad. Like, and he was feeling, he was feeling kind of bad. So, like, it was like we, this time we went and we stood back a little bit, you know, cause we didn't want to be up front. These other people came in and they went right up to the front and they were standing there um, at the front. Of course, this is like a good hour and a half before the show is going to start, right? Right, right. The band takes those people from the front, takes them backstage. Next thing we know, like when the concert starts, they're on stage wearing Yo Gabba Gabba, like a DJ Lance outfits or whatever, <laughs> dancing on stage. They had guys on one side, girls on the other. Like, I'm like, holy shit, they just took the people that were there to see the concert and got them were singing and they were dancing like on the side. Like, that's kind of awesome. Makes me wish I had gone up front now. You right, know, like, right. And it's like, that's a story to tell. You yeah, know, it's a story to tell. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Um, yeah. Even like when we went to, uh, we went to go see, um, the Thin Lips again. We went to the, uh, this like little arena and, oh, this little club in, uh, North Carolina. And the, what's that guy's name? Um, He's in the, uh, he's like the main character in the, uh, the, uh, Snowpiercer, um, TV series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and his band opened for the Fleming Lips. I, I, like, I'm not trying to be mean, but his band sucked. They, they, (laughs) they they were horrible. I was like, what the fuck is this? They were horrible. Like, the songs didn't, like, didn't know how to end. Like, he was, like, saying some shit or whatever. And then, like, you're like, how's that? Yeah. And he's singing, <coughs> like the like songs nearly trail off and come to it, like they'll just like Arr! like we just stop like yeah like, like I read like, like you know I ran out of lyrics I dude I ran out of notes like, okay <laughs> like his song's over like they sucked I'm like wow uh, so like again at, 
it's not a great story to tell, but it's a story to tell. <laughs> it's something memorable. Yeah. Flame Lips came out. They killed it. That was awesome. Like, you know, <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, like when I went to go see Rock the Bells and they like really drunk, like a college guy, like that Pete, that fell asleep during the concert because he was so fucking drunk and pissed all over himself. <laughs> so when the concert was over and he got the whole front of his, of his, like, <laughs> of his, his shorts were like wet. <laughs> And he was like, he was, he was drunk and he sat down next to this black couple, right? And they were like in their late twenties, maybe early thirties. And he kept like passing out and kept like falling over on the girl. And like the boyfriend was getting pissed off and he kept pushing him. And every time he pushed the guy over, he was like, and then like, like, (laughs) and so they ended up switching like the guy and the girl switched places. Like, that's a fucking story to tell. That, that is definitely a story to tell. <laughs> that's why I like that one night, that one horrible, horrible night in Richmond when we were just trying to find one open restaurant. And and that, that like, dude who was high off his gourd or drunk off his gourd oh. just started following us. Uh, Mr. Throwing Hands? Yeah, yeah, man, I like to fight. I like to throw these hands. <laughs> Don't go to that party down there because they'll smoke all your weed. <laughs> I, I love that guy. I love that they story. Won't let you have any. They won't let you have none of it. I, I love that story. I love that night just because it was like, that was so shitty. Like, all we wanted, it was just like, we were 12 hours into that con. We were all so tired. The con ran extra late. Because, like, the, those shows would run until 8 at night, right? Yep. And so it's like, we're, we're tired, we're hungry, we, we traveled that day. And it's like, God, we just want to find one open place. And this guy just latches on to us. And it's like, we're going to have to get Leroy Roscoe to kill him, aren't we? <laughs> we just kind of left him stuck with the guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then we went to that shitty restaurant where oh, the, the food was, like, overpriced. And then, like, a week and a half later, Stax, like, sent me this article where the restaurant closed. Like, like, shut like, down, yeah. Yeah, a week and a half after we were like, like, like you guys couldn't have closed earlier? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. God, yeah, I like. I remember so much about that night so vividly because it was a story to tell. Yeah, and it's like I, I just, I remember, like, being so excited because we found a ramen joint, and I was like, "Yes, that's it. That's the place. That's where we're going." And then we get there, and all the chairs were stacked up on the tables. It was like, "Fuck, they've been closed for like God knows how long." Yeah, every place we went to, like that one was closed. Every other place we went to, like they were closed, like they were closing. Like it's not even that late. It's not that late. Like <laughs> no, it was like eight o'clock. This is downtown Richmond. Why are you fucking closing? <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, nobody's downtown. But do you even know what a downtown is? <laughs> oh, and then there when we went to uh, like, that when we went to the con in Charlotte. And then the following weekend, we went to the, the concert. Uh, we were leaving the con, and there was the accident, and we ended up getting turned all around and shit. And then we didn't Yeah, get, yeah. It was like, I mean, with, there was a, it's like a four and a half hour drive or something like that. It took and, us like seven. Yeah, to get back. I was like, holy shit. Then we had to go back the following weekend for the concert. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And they were like, wait a minute, I know this place. Like, that's the fucking place we passed like, yeah, last yeah. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, because, like, several things happened there because we got stuck in traffic on the freeway and we were finally like, fuck it, let's take a back road. So we took the back road and there was an 18-wheeler that knocked over a power line. <laughs> the, the the accident was up ahead and they they um, detoured us. That's off. right. But they didn't tell us where to go after the detour. They just t- took us off the highway. Yeah. But they didn't tell us where to go after that. It was like the, the police were like, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, like, we finally got to, like, an exit, and a Mack truck had knocked over a a telephone pole, and so it was like, okay, so now we're stuck here, too. Yeah. And then it started to where, like, the car was running out of gas, and it was like, we gotta find somewhere. We gotta find somewhere, and oh, God, we got dropped off. Because we went went down, and we, uh, because we went, got off the highway, we went down to the next exit to get back on the highway, but that's where the accident was. Yeah, So yeah. Then we couldn't get off there, so we went back, and that's when we encountered, like, the truck that, like, hit the, the pole, turning a corner, and we were sitting there like, why is the truck not moving? Then we realized that it had broken the pole, and it was resting <laughs> on, like, the, the the trailer. So then we had to go down, like, one more, like, uh street, which we... And then go parallel back to where we were, but then that didn't take us parallel, and it just, like, we were just like... I have no idea where the fuck I am. I'm like, at that point, I became like AJ from Armageddon. It's like, no, I have no idea where we are. It's like, <laughs> like, like this thing says north. We're heading north. Like, like, like we finally find a gas station. It was like there were metal bars over all the windows. It was like, we're not stopping here. No, no, no. <laughs> Just like there, there, there is no gas so good that it's worth getting stabbed out here. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, it's a uh, god. That was. That was a night, man. That was, that was such a night. That was so crazy. And like, yeah, in the moment when you're like in that moment, it's like, God, this is horrible. But now looking back, it's like, that was hilarious. Yeah, I mean. Like, I'm glad that happened. Yeah, we, we survived. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even, even the guy from like 128 hours or whatever it is, like, like, yeah, it's like at the time, it wasn't funny at all. I was trapped and I thought I was going to die. But looking back, I'm like, yeah, it's a story to tell. I don't have my arm, but I mean, that's part of the story, right? <laughs> I mean, that's just the conversation starter as far as that part goes. I mean, yeah, so I mean, yeah, you want the ones where like shit doesn't go well, and hey, guess what? Getting hit in the face with a microphone, like, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah, like, and like, it. She's she's ruining everybody's fun for everything. Like, there's so many longtime Guns N' Roses fans who, like, had that on their bucket list. I want to go to the concert, and I want to have a chance at catching the mic. And now nobody else will get to, because she doesn't know how to just, like, rub some dirt in it and laugh it off. Right. You know, I mean, here's, here's the thing, okay. You go in some place, your face is all fucked up, and people are like, oh my god, what happened to you? It was like, oh, Axel Rose hit me in the face, face of the microphone. Yeah, yeah, no, really what happened? No, Axel Rose hit me in the face of the microphone. Here's the thing is, when you tell a story like that, that's not just your story, that's everybody's story. Because that person's going to go home later like, holy shit, this woman came in the store today, like, her face was all fucked up, right? Guess what <laughs> happened to her? Uh, her boyfriend beat her up and now he's in prison? No, Axel Rose hit her in the face of the microphone. Wait, she's dating Axel Rose? Like, no! <laughs> <laughs> no! She was like, Kaiser, he threw a microphone and hit her in the face. He was like... Like, holy shit, are you serious? Like, yeah. Like, wow, we, that's not just your story. That's everybody's story. Now, the story is, hey, here's a stupid bitch that that doesn't know how to catch a microphone that wants to blame Axl Rose for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Like, like not only have you ruined Axl Rose's tradition, but you've ruined all the fans' fun. So, like, fuck you very much. Yeah, but, you know... As a consolation, you have put a smile on our face and you gave us something to talk about. So <laughs> You made our podcast just a little bit more toxic. Yeah, and so, so thanks for that. Yeah, now we have a story to share with other people that's now their story. It's about what a bitch you are. You know? <laughs> so, hey. So there we go. It's See, a win-win. Because, hey, there we go. Because, you know, we got hit in the face with the microphone of your bitchiness 
and we're we're turning this into a good thing. We're laughing it off. That's right. Which is all the fans now have a story to tell about you. Yeah. So there you go. And and now when like the Guns N' Roses microphone is just missing something at the end, like 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 this this like this concert, this, this, it's like it's missing something. Like there's something just like. Mm, you know, they give that they actually like. You know, it's like now they know why. It's like, oh, the mic. You know, <laughs> you know, that would be like if if uh, I don't know, like Led Zeppelin or the Who were playing, and then like at the end of the concert, they get ready to destroy the guitars. Like, <laughs> like, like, like the like the, the money guy on the side is like, like five thousand dollars or you know, like amps and everything that costs a lot. Like, yeah, no, like well, that's no fun. Yeah. You see them, they, they take the amps and everything, so they kick them over, they gently lay them down a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> they wrap the guitar in saran wrap and then, like, then, then, like, throw it in the air, let it hit. <laughs> and sometimes ran like, in bubble wrap, and they, like, it's like, oh, it's like, ooh, like, yeah. Good night, everyone. Like, wow. They just get those, like, novelty inflatable guitars. <laughs> yeah. Then they, they pop and, like, squeeze all the air out. Like, yeah! Metal! <laughs> I just can't imagine, like, if you're so worried about dying, then why would you even travel out to Australia to go to a concert? Well, isn't she Australian? I mean, probably, but, like, if you're that worried about dying, why the fuck would you even continue to live in Australia? There's spiders the size of Pekingese dogs. Yeah. So, like, that's weird to me, but it's like, if you're that fucking terrified... They're like, oh, this thing hit me in the face. If it had hit me in the temple, I'd have died. Like, if you're that fucking terrified, then why would you go to a concert? Like, why are you doing anything outside of the basic need for survival? Because anything could happen that you could die. You could slip on your porch steps and break a hip. You know what? I wasn't going to tell anybody this because, you know, obviously I don't want people to know because they give me a lot of trouble. But I don't really care at this point. Um... I'm the one that brought frogs to Australia, and I did it because I hate you, Lee. I did it because I hate you. <laughs> it was such a dentist delivery. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you've been hearing that beeping this whole time? Why didn't you tell me you could hear it too? Because I hate you. <laughs> so you don't think about the frogs in Australia, right? Uh, no. I know about gay frogs. Uh, so you don't know about the frogs in Australia? Not right off. No, like maybe maybe I've just forgotten it. Maybe I just need my my memory jogged. Okay, so it's beautiful, right? And they actually made fun of some Simpsons. They made a reference to it. But um so you know when you go to um when you go to at the airport, um then there'll be normally a sign somewhere at the airport. I guess more like where the uh the planes that are coming from uh, other countries and things. Mm-hmm. But there'll be a sign that says no foreign flora or fauna, right? Uh-huh. Because, like, things like kudzu. Kudzu, uh, as I understand, comes from Japan. Okay. But over there, they have, uh, kudzu has a natural, like, uh, like, I guess, enemy to that, that, um, would then, uh, they're like a, like an animal or another, uh, like, uh, f- uh, flora that would then kill that. Over here, we don't have that. So it runs wild and unchecked mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and goes everywhere, right? Like, like sand, like, like kudzu is like, is our like Tatooine. Um, <laughs> I hate kudzu. <laughs> so someone ended up bringing a frog to Australia. Well, Australia doesn't have a natural predator. Well, the frog didn't have a natural predator there in Australia. 
So they end up mating and there's nothing to keep them in check. And they just like <laughs> go everywhere. And it's like, I mean, and it's just, just wild. And, and it just runs like all, you know, so, um, so yeah, that's, that's it. Um, and it's just, just, it's horrible. There's a guy, I watched this thing on and like he, goes around his truck just running over frogs. He'll just be everywhere. <laughs> and I think I think they, Australia doesn't have snakes. Um, uh, New Zealand doesn't have snakes. I don't know if Australia... Because the snakes will eat the frogs. So either they don't have enough snakes or I don't know. But yeah, but like they don't have... Um, they got like vegan snakes. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure like New Zealand's got all the good stuff and Australia's just the screaming death trap of like kangaroos and drop bears and, and spiders and yeah like tarantula birds or whatever the fuck they're called yeah like you know just just evil are snakes native to australia so uh, but yeah so like oh, there's yeah. huh yes they are <laughs> oh, okay so but they i guess they just wherever they are um but anyway yeah this like frogs like run wild in australia yeah yeah Actually, if, if, since you got that pulled out, like Google like frogs in Australia. So yeah, so if you're bringing something in from another country that uh, like like that you haven't declared it and it's not like native to that country, they're like, nope, we're gonna destroy that right here now. So there's the native frogs. Maybe it's toads then. I thought it was frogs, but it could be toads. The only thing I'm seeing there is, like, cane toads. <clears throat> Hold on. Frogs in Australia, problem. Cane toads, yep, it's it's the cane toad. Ah, it's a toad. 19... Oh, yeah, they're showing the spread. They came in from 1940 to 1980, and, uh... That would explain it, because I, I could see, like, snakes not going after toads. No, yeah, I mean, it's a toad, right? Uh, oh yeah, oh no, no, the depletion of native species that die eating cane toads. So there's probably stuff that tried, and then they realized pretty quickly, oh no. <laughs> uh, poisoning of pets and humans, depletion of native fauna preyed on by cane toads, reduced prey population for native insectivores, such as skinks. Skinks, those are those little lizard things, right? Yeah, I love skinks. They're, they're super cute, here's one. Oh, yeah, yeah, those things are kind of cute. Yeah, yeah. Who's skinks. that Pokemon? <laughs> skink, skink. <laughs> uh, so they were... I remember of cases of declines in goanna and snake populations after the arrival of the toads. So I guess these things are just so poisonous that it's just fucking up the entire thing in Australia. But they're also, like, procreating unchecked. Yeah. Yeah. I did that. I did that because I hate you, lady. <laughs> Goanna deaths resulting from poisoning after predation of cane toads has been linked to a rise in the number of undamaged saltwater crocodile eggs. Okay. So there you have it. Yeah, the predators of Australia are not adapted to the cane toad's toxin. So, uh, yeah, like, thanks for ruining everybody's fun, but, uh, 
you know, we, we say this shit about a lot of people and a lot of things. And it's, it's not quite a catchphrase, but it is almost something of a repeating mantra for this podcast, which is the internet never forgets. And the internet never forgives. And neither do we. And neither do we. <laughs> I'm in anonymous. <laughs> Am I in anonymous? <laughs> okay, so here it is. I'm still scrolling, so I'm trying to find something to put on there. Here's a movie called Amityville Cop. Like, what about that is scary? Like, well, look at the guy. He's all creepy. Yeah, but but the fact that he's from Amityville, like, like. That that doesn't make it scary. Like, did he come out of the house like he was just born? Like the house just gave birth to a cop. Be like, like, <laughs> like, 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 okay. So he's like, he's a cop. But did he move into the house and then the spirits took him over and they were like, "Ooh, you're a cop." This gives us a lot of like playability here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like, what about that? Just because you put two things together doesn't, you know, doesn't automatically just be like, oh, that's that's horrible. You know, <laughs> we could check the uh, the summary. The Friday the Thirteenth Exorcist, like what? Like, like, <laughs> like, I don't. Like, how does that work? Why should I be scared? I'd watch that. Or the Friday Thirteenth Exorcist. Yeah. A city haunted by a bloody past has led to the emergence of some serious police brutality. As bodies pile up, two detectives seek to stop a demonic force that's terrorizing the neighborhood. Like, okay, that, like, no, that's. Yeah, and it's 2021, so yeah, this is this is during all the police brutality riots. Yeah. So, so you're gonna bring it on like a spirit. <laughs> okay. So uh, here's here's a good thing though. If we look down here at the cast, we've got uh, Lorraine Landon. Yeah. It's Lorraine Landon. What else was she in? It's yellow hair, man. Oh, we talked oh. about her earlier. It's yellow hair. Yeah, I love her. And if I'm not mistaken here, Lisa London, she's uh, the chick, the um, I forget her name now, but uh, she was in this uh, couple of Sedaris movies. She got killed in that one, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, the the singer. No, 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 no. She was just one of the, um, she was just one of the, uh, one of the other spies. That's right, that's right. I remember her now. Yeah, she's hot. She was the one that was on, on the dock, and then, like, the, the guys came in. So it was really, it was really bad. Like, it didn't yeah, make any yeah. sense. But yeah, but like, like, they can't kill her. She's like one of the spies. <laughs> But yeah, oh yeah, she's in Samurai Cop too. Lorraine Landon's in Samurai Cop too, I think. Nice. Since those two are starring and everything together, maybe they should just like make out. I'd watch it. Yeah, of course you would. <laughs> anyway, we're about an hour in. You'd like to think that, wouldn't you? But Iokane <laughs> comes from Australia. <laughs> Just wait till I get going. <laughs> Where was I? Australia. Australia. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Australia is known for whiny ass bitches that can't take a microphone to the face. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't trust Axel Rose just like I'm not trusting you. <laughs> the second only slightly less well known <laughs> is never go to a Guns N' Roses concert <laughs> when your face is on the line. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love how we brought that back around. That's beautiful. <laughs> we do good podcasts. <laughs> we sure do. 
Oh. <laughs> All right. Thanks, thanks for thanks for watching, everybody. Listening, thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks, listen, watching. <laughs> just, just like those books we talked about last time. The, yeah, <laughs> the, the books, the books you watch, read. <laughs> thanks for listen, watching with with us. And uh, uh, and my name is Turk One Eighty Two, and I am a Comey. And uh, so, um, you know, I would say, um, like. Stay out of Australia, but I don't really have anything against Australia. Just, I do. You know, if you go there, just stay away from that bitch. Yeah, yeah. Like, like if you see her, like you're just like, like, no, this is horrible. You know. So yeah, you know, this we we need to create an app. You know, like you can have like an app to like find restaurants and everything. Yeah. But like all these people that pop up in like the news and shit, but like, oh, this person's an asshole. This person's a bitch. We need to like create an app that tracks them, right? So like, if I happen to go to that city, be like. Oh shit! That person's at that restaurant. Let's go eat somewhere else. <laughs> so, so like a sex offender registry for like dumb twats. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> dumb bitch asshole registry. Like, yeah, <laughs> that works. Like that way, we don't have to worry about accidentally going to the same place. We're like, oh, here we go, <laughs> and drama ensues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think people are like you know we just like we can either you can either like buy it for like. Two ninety nine, or you can use it with ads. You know? <laughs> I'm yeah, just gonna, um, just gonna, you leave it up to you. Watch for the Kickstarter real soon. Mm. All right, well, bye everybody. Zen, yo. All right, there, folks. That was our moms think we're funny. Let's uh, let's give them a hand.